going on everyone so today we have a guest um his name is uh pastor eric brown and uh, we're going to talk to our brother today um just to you know definitely ask him some questions about we have some interesting times here in america so maybe he could give us some direction from the lord so um pastor e thank you for joining us on the show today brother hey man thanks for having me thanks for and i want to say hello to all your viewers and everybody How's everything? Oh, everything's good. So, so you know, Pastor, let, let people know just a little bit about, you know, like who you are for, you know, for people that maybe never heard of you before. Uh, my name's Pastor, well, they call me Pastor E, but uh, my name's Eric Brown. I'm from uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, I don't even really consider myself a pastor, you know, but God calls, when God calls you, man, when you show up, you got to answer that call. So, um you know, I, 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 my story is a little different. I know we don't have a lot of time, but, um, you know, I basically came from the streets, man. I, and I shouldn't, you know, I, I actually didn't have to be from the streets because I grew up with my mother and father, you know, and my father's police. But, uh, you know, it's the choices we make. So here I am, man, just trying to do what God tells me to do. So, so that, that's interesting what you just said. So, you you grew up in, in in a pretty decent environment, at least your parents. Well, why why did you why did you choose the street life? Man, just being a follower, basically. I, you know, I was actually really good in sports, uh, football, basketball. Um, one of our good friends, uh, Travis Best, played in the NBA, and we used to battle back and forth, but. Uh, you know, I just got caught up part of the system. Um, out of say twenty guys, I was probably two, maybe three of us that had a mother and father, and my father was police, man. And I still chose to go out there, man. Stupid, just making stupid mistakes, man. One after another. So, uh, with, with your father being po police, and you said you was a, a follower, because see, in the black community, this is something I noticed. It's a, you know, we call, we call them Pookie and Ray Ray today, you know, uh, you know, at one point yeah. in time we call them thugs or whatever. We, we, we call them Pookie and Ray Ray. Right. So it's like a, it's like, it, it's like a pressure at times. I notice with, with, at least with some younger black people. And this, this not just with, with, with your generation, my generation, it's even the current generation. It's like, we don't want to prioritize like the brothers, in the community who like I said uh doing the right thing or whatever we want to prioritize the pookie and ray rays especially right. in the youth why is that because that that right there and then it has not always been our community if you look at the history of the black community that's not that's who right. we prioritize so so right. why are we prioritizing that what happened i believe it was the me I believe it was the media, um, you know, even as I was growing up, you know, you see people driving the nice cars and the rims and the gold chains and especially in the black community, those are the things we think equates to success. Cause I still think everybody wants to be successful, but sometimes we just, um, we attach to the wrong things. We want it the fast ways, you know. I believe that everybody has a sense of entitlement, whether you're black or white. Everybody, you know, we feel like we're entitled to things. And, you know, for even me and my crew, I mean, like I said, it was 20 of us, maybe 
five of us didn't do major jail time. But I mean, even for me, you know, I didn't have to go out there and sell drugs or do anything, but I was lazy. Um, and it's just the choices I make. You know, we think it's all about influence. Even the Bible, it's all about influence. It's the people who have influence. You know, my take, even in, in the Bible, I, you know, a lot of uh, preachers might not get with me with some of the beliefs that I have, but, you know, I come right back to them with what the Bible says. So um, I, I preach different messages. I, I preach, you know, my titles might be like, I'm in love with a stripper. And uh, the funny thing about it, I'm only talking about Joseph, who has, you know, been stripped three times in his lifetime. And if I if I said, oh, Joseph with the colorful jacket, nobody ain't going to hear what I'm talking about. So if I say I'm in love with a stripper, they're listening. And, uh, and I actually, my teaching was about how stripping is degrading. So I use degrading and I use like, Chris Weber and the Fab Five, how they, you know, got stripped of their Final Four appearance. And then my other point was how stripping is rewarding. So it's rewarding like Cardi B's, you know, she made some money stripping. But my main point was how stripping is necessary. So if you have a dull floor and it has to be stripped to bring back the shine, and that's really a lot of us in life, you know, we, we've been piled up with a lot of things that we took on and it's not foundationally right so we got to be stripped and if we're willing to be stripped even though we go through everything guess what that's what god wants and he's love he's in love with them so you know I, i'm a little different man i i'm i think i kind of speak a little bit more to the streets you know you know i understand that jesus is a black man uh, i don't have any problems saying that he does it um, i'm not gonna give all my testimony but uh, i don't want people to think i'm crazy but I've seen him a few times. He's come, like I said, when God shows up, you know, he'll scare the hell out of you. And that's what happened to me. So now I do things because I owe him. Right, right. So, and like, no, we, we, we preach that a thousand times. That's just accurate that, that, you know, the Lord looks no different than me and you. So there you go. So you talk, you talk about a lot of your titles. You know, what, what is it that some beliefs that, you you kind of uh, clash with some of you know your other uh, constituents. Like they may say some things about you. Well, what's one thing you believe they don't? Well, I understand that uh, number one, Jesus is not his name. How could his be, that be his name if Jays weren't around till fifteen twenty four? Mm -hmm. So, and, and really and truly, we all know that these aren't our names. So how could that be his name? Um, in Revelations, it tells us that you know he's gonna he's gonna get tell they're gonna open up the book that gives his name. So we know that that's not his name, but we keep preaching to people the name above every name, and you want us to call on the name of Jesus. The object is to find out why does he move in that name, and what happens if he stops moving in that name. Biblically, we see throughout time that everything that's man made or man does. God tears it down. You know, they used to roll dice back in the day, and he'd come and give them an answer. He stopped doing that. The Ark of the Covenant, they created it, they carried it around. Got stolen. So that, you know, I don't I don't believe in calling Christians, you know, where God never told us to be a Christian. That's what they called the people that was following him. 
So, I, you know, for us, I tell everybody, look, we're believers. We can't even work together. We don't create um, factions or whatever they call it. You know, people from Christians, we became uh, um, uh, uh, Baptists or uh, Kojic or whatever titles we want to have. And they're just gangs, really, because now I won't, I won't operate. I won't even fellowship with you because of this collar. So, you know, we got to take them collars off, man. We're not Christians. We're not Muslims. We're not none. We're just believers. So how are we going to come together if we can't even come, you know, to that one common thing? We all just believe. God said, here all men. So everybody got something, right? Well, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've leaned along the beliefs with you. I always tell people, you know, uh, not one time the Lord say be a Christian. He said be a servant. Um, That's right. And, and, and so since that... I really tell people I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm not, I'm not a believer. Anybody can believe the devil can believe. So I say, I'd rather be a servant of the Lord. You that's know, and that's, and that's just really what you want to be, especially what these people have turned quote unquote Christian into. Um, I don't want no affiliation with it. Right. So you got, you got these, these white right. in these evangelical Christian churches that's sitting up there talking about uh, 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 freaking Donald Trump. Like, how are you going to talk about Donald Trump and Donald Trump can't even follow the Ten Commandments? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're saying, we're praying for Donald Trump to be the president. Like, no, you're praying for white supremacy. Now, let me talk to you about that. Even these, these white yes, evangelical churches, yes, that their God is white Jesus. I mean, you know that. Um, what is yes, their deal? But I mean, because it's like they they have really showed themselves with this Trump situation. So, so like, what is your opinion yes, on all of that? Uh, so remember, I was talking about entitlement and things like that. So mm-hmm. I actually just preached a message about um, Abraham, the blessings of Abraham, and um, they don't. When I grew up, I'm a Generation X. So when I started, uh, when I was going to school, different things, you know, we just, they had a, what are you? Our nationality or whatever, it was just black. We just had a color. But, uh, you know, we started saying, well, where do we come from? You're, even though you're white, you say you're Italian, you come from Italy. You know, you're whatever, Spain, Spanish, you come from Colombia or wherever it is. But for blacks, where, well, who are we? Where do we come from? So now they don't put a, a name for us, an African-American. But still, what is that? That's just a name because now people are starting to wake up. So, again, you know, we've been taught that we're the Gentiles, but I don't I don't believe that. Um, so I, when I read the Bible, that Genesis, it lets us know about the blessings of Abraham. Um, so the what's called on his life. So what I see, you know, they're trying to stop us from realizing who we are but the bible tells us they're going to be spread far and apart they're going to be they're not going to know who they are and then we understand that it's going to be a a, a moment when the wealth has got to transfer back to god's people and if you just look in the natural everybody done, everybody that's been oppressed got their money except for one group of people so now you got these white supremacists, you got all these people, the Jews, you got all these people. They never want us. We're the most hated people in the whole world. People hate us and they're taught to fear us. Why? Because that's the trick of the enemy. And what else better? They even have somebody else believe in something that they're not. 
So here they are. They're going to always, Satan has to never let us figure out who we are or else he's going to be defeated. So he wants us to think we're the Gentiles or second-class citizens or whatever it is. But in my message, I was trying to show the natural. I said, if you give a black person a piece of cardboard, you get breakdancing. You give us a basketball, you get Michael Jordan, tennis racket, Venus and Serena. You know, you give us nappy hair, you get Madam C.J. Walker. Whatever you give us, we thrive in it. That's the blessing of Abraham. We're problem solvers. So that's what I try to teach. I mean, we can't, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do, but now we got to get smart enough to understand who we are, and now we got to come together. They're not going to ever come and try to give us anything, and, and they're not supposed to because they, they you know, like I said, everybody's entitled, man. <laughs> everybody's entitled. Well, you know, uh, uh, my, my thing is this, you know, everybody talking about us coming together, you know, being in this, you know, I call America Babylon. I mean, because it yes, is sir. Yes, it sir. Is a wicked, it's a wicked nation. And you've seen yes, the wickedness sir. every day, brother. You've seen it every yes, day. You've seen that, that wickedness and that evil, them terrorists at that capital. Um, yes, sir. And, and, and like I said, they, they literally imploding on themselves right now. You, you should see how, how you're talking about all oh, these white supremacists going to be attacking all these cap, uh, capitals and, and all over the country. country. I'm like, well, it's because, you know, you sit up there. And you coddled them. You 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 right. coddled and, 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 and stroked the devil that's in them. Right. But but black folks that say, you know, hey, uh, uh, stop putting your knee on our neck. And here they come with with with, with military weapons. You know right. what I'm saying? I guess black I just, people, I, go ahead. I just actually ha so I've been having classes at my church for um, gun classes. Um, you know, one of my guys, they're, they're licensed to, you know, I'm telling everybody, don't be stupid. I ain't saying we aren't out there to murder. That's not something we're doing, but we do got to protect ourselves. One of the mm -hmm. first things God said was protect, right? So we, we got to be smart. These people, that, like I said, I, the coronavirus was a test. Um, God was test. He used it as a test. And it was, he dealt with the church first because he's always going to deal with you. He wants to see who believes, who stands on his word. Or who's gonna do? You know, he's gonna test us. Um, I believe it's three phases. We're going through phase two. The last phase is, I believe, is this vaccination. Um, I know it is. You know, I don't claim to act like I'm this big prophet, but you know, I told my wife, I was telling the people in my church that you know, don't go jumping out to this vaccination because something's gonna happen. It's gonna mutate or something and all that. And then on the next day, this thing comes and hits you know, ABC or whatever, it, the virus is mutating. Yep. So, uh, so I, I'm, I've been warning people. I, I, I know what God gives me. Um, this is really a test for what's coming in about six years. Um, it's going to be worse. Uh, and God wants us to figure, get to, we got to get together, but we got to have a plan. We can't just come together to meet, you know, nothing against anybody, but you know, the million man March, it was a great thing, but that could should have been even greater, but we where where's the fruit of it? So if there's no fruit, I believe that is not God. It's gotta be some fruit attached to it. Well, I, I can say the million man march was, was good for me. I went to the second one. Um okay. and it changed it changed me completely. Like I, once I got then I realized I said, you know what? I gotta change what I'm doing. And so it put me on a different path. So um, I, I can say that's what will happen for me. Some people, may, you know, may not got anything out of it, but I did. 
Um, sure. But but this this what I say about that. That, that see that these folks thought that oh well I'm gonna come out with my vaccine and then that's gonna be over. And um, you know I remember the minister was talking about that this thing is a pestilence. And and that it's not going to be over to 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 God say it's over. That's right. You want to deal with them, and right. um, they are begging to get out of this thing. You, That's you, right. Yeah, they desperate. That's right. It's not over though. It's not no, over. It's, it's not over. <laughs> one more. It's one more phase. I believe it's going to be over this year, but it's one more phase because it's a test. So what? God, so what God showed me is a hourglass, and He flipped it. And when they flipped it, the thing about it was there was no more time at it. It was just who's on the bottom is going to be at the top. It was just as much sand on the bottom as it was on the top. So I understood that he was saying what's on the bottom. He's he's now flipping it because it was a test. Some of these some of these people that have been talked about and ridiculed and all this who really got some good ideas and got some stuff and they're not hurt. God said, I'm about to give you your shot now. Because you know he he's upset. He's upset with the body of Christ, man. We we worried about doing church instead of becoming the church. Well, well let me ask you a question. Um, how I look at it personally, um, when we crossed over, you know, the the, the four hundred years, and you know what I'm talking yep. about. Yep, yep, so you, yep. You go to a land that's not that's right. known, and after four hundred years, I bring that's you right. out. That's and right. And after that four hundred year mark, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this. That's right. After the 400 year mark, you've been seeing the calamity. That's right. That's been happening to white supremacy. Oh, you Never want it. The 400 year mark. You want it. It's been yes. happening. And yes, I say, look at this. And, and, and you, if you pay attention to global white supremacy like I do, it's just not, uh, we're just not talking about America because I do a lot of things in geopolitics. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of global things where it's starting to come down. And you see, you see uh, China right on yep. the heels, literally. Right about to overtake them okay mm-hmm. they don't have no love for america and, and let me tell you how let me tell you how how silly these people are they literally this is what they did with the chinese they literally gave their their secret sauce recipe to china say mass produce it mm-hmm. and they said, yeah we'll do it for one to two dollars an hour while they copied it while they copied your stuff mm-hmm. and they put the chinese name on it like how smart like and they try to come around saying they're so superior People that superior would never give your secrets to another <laughs> nation that was in third world status, yeah, and now they by on your heels now being a, being the number two superpower. And they did it; they literally gave them the keys to do it. Uh, it's, it's crazy right now. I it um, is crazy. I, I, you know, a lot of I don't know if what you see, but I believe a lot of um, pastors or leaders or bishops that uh, when twenty twenty hit, everybody's like, "This is the year vision," all of that. And I said the same thing, but one of the things that we told everybody here was, uh, this is the year that you're going to see it clearly. And first of all, God's going to let us see us. He's got to let us see us. So I believe Trump went in there, he did his job, man. He he pulled the covers off of everybody. And they out here, I mean, all the way today, you know, you just let, I'm not done showing you guys just ran and went through the Capitol building like nothing. And we all know if it was one of us, we already know what it would have looked like. So I believe that that's I a, all day. 
Yeah, you know, we already know it would have been a, a slaughterhouse over there, you know. So just to even be able to do that and then to still see people like Ted Cruz get on the floor and still try to stop what's going on. I'm like, man, are you kidding me, man? How much more can y'all act? And, you know, he just trying to fight for votes. But the Republican Party is done. I mean, come on. They was done when Trump won. He's not a Republican. He's not even a politician. <laughs> yeah, they they have they have a they have a a, a a group of people in that party now that that like I said they can't they can't even put a lid on them now. Can't, I mean, can't they, they, I mean, it literally you know you know. But the also thing like me, this is what I say now. You maybe disagree with me. One thing I also liked about that coronavirus is shut them churches down. Let me tell you why. It shut all these churches down because it tests your relationship with God. You see, some yeah. people just want to go through the protocol. <laughs> That's Going right. to church, you know, you hear your jack leg preaching, paying ten percent hustle, but um, you know, you got you got people like I name names. You got people like Creflo Dollar wanting to go stream, and I ain't seen a go stream yet land in no area where black people hurting, not one time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so so I was happy when them churches shut down. Oh yes, because you because like what, what are you doing for the people? What are you That's doing? Right. You're not You're doing right. anything. So you might as well shut them buildings down. Shut them down. You know, they can continue to shut them down. Keep them shut down. Because like I said, if you're truly about the, the, the life, right? They didn't right. like having to do a, a church on virtual. They ain't like that. No, it ain't the same. Yeah, it ain't the same because you can't sell up there and, and twist their arm uh, to get, to get their 10%. And then they ain't got nothing. I, I keep telling people, man, that, so what God's dealing with me about is nothing but deliverance. We got a lot of people out here going to church. They hooping and hollering. They make them feel good. They're a bunch of motivational speakers. Five minutes after they get out the door on eight, man, they back in their same old sorrow mess till the following week. Man, you ain't go. What you? What you? I don't have a problem with dancing or whatever, but dance because somebody got delivered from something. You know, somebody gave their life to the Lord. Well, we just going there to hear people, you know, sing songs and. I'm talking from the pulpit, you know, what, what substance are you giving somebody? So, you know, I know, like I said, my, my message is a little different. I'm, oh. I'm trying to show people how to come out of that, that pit or where they've been. In, and I'm trying to bring you out because to be honest, I put my own self in a pit, like I said earlier, and I had to get out. Well, well, you know, the role of the black church back in the day used to be a place of strategy. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. Like everybody gets together in the community of the church, Say, hey, man, this is what we're going to do to organize. This is what we're going to do to fight white supremacists. We're going to do to start some businesses. And we're going to pool all our money together. That's what the church used to be. Like I said, and it went from basically trying to fight for, for black empowerment and freedom to, like, they got the 501c3, and all they started right. doing is jack leg preaching. Uh, 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 you know, the preacher fooling around with this choir member. <laughs> not, not, not a preacher, not a preacher ch uh, chasing bussy. Um, hey. Church now. Um, you know what I'm saying? Eddie Long. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Yo, and the crazy thing is, you know, and I, you know, from what I and I'm just, you know, again, like I said, I I ain't go to no the the uh, seminary school, none of that stuff. You know, I feel like I just get my download from God, but uh, you know, I'm I'm a realist. You know what I mean? That was one of my problems was women. So what I gotta do is now, you know, even right here, I keep my wife right next to me, and I tell her, listen. Stay right here because I am a man. If somebody come in and show me some stuff, because we, you know, women have to be honest. They're attracted to people of power, you know, of influence. So I'm like, listen, you got to stay right here next to me. I don't want to, 
first of all, I don't want to let God down anymore. Like I said, I, you know, he don't show up. I'm scared when I get to the spirit realm. Um, but when I, I bring it to my wife, I keep it real, you know, and I think a lot of these pastors, they, they're really just, they're just regular people, just like everybody else. So guess what? I got some issues. If you make me mad, I might cuss you out. But then I'm so because of the maturity level who I am, I should be able to go apologize to you, let you know, hey, I, I'm, the way I said it, I shouldn't have said it, but you did make me upset or whatever it is. I mean, you, like you said, the coronavirus, this is exposing people. I mean, you got people preaching from their living room but still looking for the offering to pay for the lights. What do you mean? Your lights ain't even on. How you asking people for money? You know, that was one thing about me. I, I was telling God, I, I didn't really want to be a pastor. I didn't ask to be any of this. You know, so when people say stuff, I was like, listen, I you know, I already had gold chains and earrings. I still have it, but I only really wear that stuff on Sundays because of the youth, they kind of identify with that. So those are talking points for them to say, hey, you know, I could talk to Pastor E. He he's a he's I'm I'm approachable. But um if I walk around and act like I'm so holy, man, I, I keep telling people, they don't even know what holy is. Oh, it's to be set apart. But are you? So, you know, it's a little different for me, man. I, I already have money. I, you know, me and my wife, we we got a couple businesses. We still doing another one right now. Um, we got another program that we working on, man. I, I don't really want to take money from anybody. I, I hate offering. You know, I hate to, even at my church, I kept trying to figure out how to do offering without knowing that, you know, I don't really want to, you know, I know it's what we have to do. So I, you know, I got a little bucket, they pass it around. I don't know who put what in unless you put, fill out an envelope. I don't, if you put a dollar in or $5,000 in, that's on you. I, you know, it's, and it's not for me. I think here at our ministry, they know we're pretty small. We're sorry about that. We're pretty small. And, uh, Pretty small. Uh, my niece is calling it. In. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we've been helping people right along. Man. We out there right now. We we feed people almost every week. You know, we just do the best that we can with what we got. I believe that's what excellence is. Well, well, you know, my my thing is this about you know. Listen, I always say I don't mind churches taking up offerings and all that. I I have no issue. Like if the church is doing the right thing in the community. I, that's anybody. I don't care who you are, church activist, whatever group sure. you are, right? You should be supported yeah. if you're helping out the community. You providing jobs. Sure. You, you you are helping people get. You know that's the, that's all people who are uh, have mental health issues. Um, you know, helping people get on their feet, like say getting getting off the streets. Um, if you if you helping the pimps and the prostitutes and sure. you know Pookie and Ray Ray and and you 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 know helping them get cleaned up and doing something new. And then things like that should be supported. But the ones I talk about is the ones that you don't never see them out here. And right. then, but you got your hand out every Sunday. Uh, you pass the <laughs> bucket around five, six times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to get something. I mean, now you hustling, bro. You know, you five yeah, yeah, one yeah. and you still hustling? Come on, bro. 
You, you know. know what I found out? A lot of people don't even know what to do with them 501c3s, though. There's a lot of, a lot, you know, some of them, maybe the mega churches, they're out there doing it. But some of these smaller ones, man, they just sitting on it. They're, they're, they're one, you know, and remember there was a story where they, where God gave the talents, which was money, but he gave them somebody buried it. They don't understand. They buried that 501. That's 501c3. They sitting on it. They're not doing anything with it. You know, before I even became a, a in a pastor or anything, you know, my family and I, we had a 501c, we have a 501c3, we still have called the wake. And uh, that's what we deal with. We still with at risk youth, man. And we just get out there. We try to get them jobs. We try to get them off the streets, you know, in every area we can, man, we go to the jails. We try and get them. Even right now, even at my church, I just started for the new year. I'm like, listen, Let's get $20, $25 a week. Um, so by the end of the year, I think that's $1,600. So we basically starting an investment group. So in that, you know, as a ministry, though, I'm going to go out and start purchasing whatever. Like, you know, people need a car. We're going to go out. We're going to get a car lot. We're going to go down at auction just like everybody else does. We're going to get out here. I'm gonna, we'll get some cars. You, you sold into this. Hey, you know what? These are your cars. Guess what? And we finance as the church, you know, in-house financing. Same thing, houses. We're going to go out and buy houses, get a two-family. Hey, you know what? You need to live in it. Here, your rent's whatever, $1,000 for both floors. But guess what? Since we did this as a church, the church owns the building. So what we're going to do is, hey, we pay what we need to pay, but at the end of the year, that's $12,000. Let's put it between the two people that were living in the house. Now we gave you guys your down payment to go get your own house. So those are the things that we're trying to do. And, and to me, that's what Jesus represented. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. While the elders and you know the scholars and everybody was talking against them, he was like, I wish they had an ear to hear. He said, nothing against the, the elders, but the kingdom of God is at hand. He said, I'm the way, the truth. So the kingdom of God, that's the system of God. And so a lot of people, man, I, I know we see some of them, them churches and all that. I, I try not to judge anybody off of what I see for 30 minutes on a, on a network. And, you know, cause there's all, you know, everybody's doing something, but uh, you know, some of this stuff, I just feel like, you know, whatever you, you know, we got to do more, we got to do more. So I feel like if we can put people, instead of me going out and, taking the church money to go buy me a house. I'm a big old house. I might want a big house. That's what I want. So guess what? I got to get out here and do it myself. The Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. So, you know, I'm working. You know, I'm, I might be pastoring, but, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for me to become like a full-time pastor, you know, and I like doing what I'm doing. I like working with the youth. You know, we, we we have several businesses. I mean, we have a football league. We have uh, after school program. You know, we're we're very close to a charter school right now. So, you know, we're really trying to do some things. And you know, I don't. I, I my thing is, you know, I want to see people win. That's our model. We want to see people win. Uh, we've been losing long enough. Um, you know what? What does I'm just being honest. If you if you never had. $20 million and you got $20 million, you know, I don't have to go out here and buy uh, 10 Mercedes and all that. You know, I might want to buy me something, but why can't I help the next person? Try to put somebody else on goal so that they can, 
And if each person does that, guess what? We're starting to help each other get out of it. I don't have to have $100 million if I could see 100 people become millionaires. Yeah, brother, I I, de I definitely hear you on that. Um, but my firm believer, when it comes to money, I say, I guess if God allows me to get it and he wants me to do the right thing with it, because I don't believe certain amounts of money is for you just to hoard. That's right. Um, I don't believe in that. And I found out that when you get it and you turn around and give it and, and, and help other people, it's like it's like it never runs out on you when you constantly right. doing that. But if you start That's hoarding right. and I ain't so I ain't spending that, it's like then all of a sudden you don't you don't have it no more. I just think that that, that thing that you allow God to give things through you, it'll keep That's coming right. to you. But if you quit it, cut it off, well, you know, you can cut off your blessing then at that point, right? Yes, um, sir. But with that being said, say uh, uh, uh Pastor Eric, tell people how they can um, get in contact with you. Maybe they got some questions. Maybe they want to go to your church. Sure, sure. Man, we uh, you can find us on uh, ministryinmotion.org. That's uh, inmotion is spelled E-N-M-O-T-I-O-N. So it's ministryinmotion.org. Um, you can just go on there, man. There's a form you can fill out. On Facebook, we're just Ministry in Motion. YouTube, we're, we're on our Twitter, all the sites. Um, and then we have a phone number, 413-204-6549. We'll, we'll answer some questions, even if you just want somebody to pray for you, you know. Um, you know, it's always good for somebody to touch and agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so if, if you want to uh, ask the pastor any questions, um, you can go ahead and, and, and do that. He will put up uh, his information. So, Pastor, sure. thanks for joining us on the show today. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me.